It's time to transform your life through knowledge, creativity, and mastery. Delivered on the Focus 7 Daily Podcast with business expert and marketing guru, Lisa Fredrickson, you will hear interviews with some of the most thought-provoking mentors and professionals on a variety of topics. And now, your host and favorite learnaholic, Lisa Fredrickson. Good morning, Focus 7 listeners. Welcome to today's adventure. I'm Lisa Fredrickson, your favorite learnaholic, and this is our first episode. We'll be discussing turning negative self-talk into positive energy with the amazing Delinda Lane. Besides being a longtime friend of mine, so no bias here, Delinda invigorates women audiences wherever she shines whether singing, writing, or speaking. Delinda delivers mountains of wisdom to all in her path. So pull up a chair and turn up your volume because we have a ton of material to cover today. Yes, well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be on here and just reach out to the audience that's listening. We're really glad to have you with us. Yes, we always appreciate our listeners. And for their benefit, Delinda, Can you tell them a little bit about yourself? A bit about me. Well, let's see. I was raised in a very strict household. And the reason I'm going to tell you this little bit of story is because it leads you to why I do what I do today. My dad was a colonel in the Air Force. We lived in the um, South, mostly. That's where both my parents came from. And being raised as a Southern girl has its own set of little issues. (laughs) as well as we went to the Southern Baptist Church. So my whole life was about do not, do not, do not. So it was years before I realized that I had a voice, much less a choice about anything in my life. So that's why I love to speak to women about the fact you do have choices. You know, you are amazing, created for greatness by the Father. And, you know, to really realize that and not be afraid to speak out and not be afraid to give your opinion. That's awesome. So that's where her empowerment or power has come from. Today, we're here to talk with her about a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts about women, and that is uh, self-talk. So the first thing I'd like to cover for our audience, Delinda, is what is self-talk and why should we pay attention to this topic? Oh, wow. Now, that is a great question, Lisa. Self-talk is that stuff you do to yourself every day. When you get up and you say, oh, I got to go to work today. Or you get up and you say, oh, I am so blessed. I'm looking forward to what's ahead for the day. It's when you go in your closet and you're like, oh, nothing in my closet fits. I'm just too fat. You know, I never look as good as those other people at these networking meetings I go to wherever it is you go to, right? It's the things you say in the car when you're on your way, like, oh man, I am always late. I I wish I could just get myself on time, but I feel so bad walking into meetings late all the time. It's that talk you say to yourself that is negative for the most part. Seldom do I find women saying good, positive things to themselves. So it's really recognizing what you're saying to yourself each day. So can self-talk be something that we do when we're with a group of people? Because I was noticing that all the examples that you had were about being by ourselves. But can we self-talk when we're actually in a group of people, too? 
Oh, yes. I, I usually think of it first as what we're saying to ourselves, and you know, mostly in our head. But yes, so let's say that you're going someplace and somebody says, um, oh, you look so nice today. I love your blouse you have on. Oh, you know, this old thing. Uh, you know, no, it's it's no big deal. You know, you don't say thank you. You just start putting yourself down. Yeah. That's the yeah. self-talk you do around other people. You don't, when you don't take a compliment, when you discount what they're saying to you, that could be, po- usually is positive, but you turn it around and make it negative. You know, isn't it funny how as children, you, you if you're with a young child, you'll notice that they're like, look at my drawing. It's so good. Look at my dress. It's so wonderful. Where is it in that transition that somewhere between, you know, the time that we learn to talk, the time that, we, you know, we grow up and we go out on dates and then we get out as an adult, how do we switch it around? What's wrong with, <laughs> where does all that come from? You know, I think a lot of it comes just from society in general. You know, like you said, as a child, you're relishing in, oh, my gosh, I can draw a picture or I can write my name, all that new things that we're learning. And along the way, it could be teachers, which shame on them if they're doing that. But it could be teachers or parents that are saying, oh, that's no big deal. Just go put that away. You know, or little things that some other child comes along and says, well, mine's better than yours. Nobody wants to see yours. So we start getting that negative feedback and we begin to internalize it. And I guess we decide that they're right instead of believing in ourselves and those those little talents and things that we do. We start depending on what other people tell us. And Mm -hmm. and that begins to form that negative image of ourselves. Yeah, and and I also noticed that as children grow up or as we grow up, one of the things I see in myself is that you start becoming aware of other people and comparing yourself with other people. Do you think that has an impact on self-talk as well? Oh, absolutely. I think that's one of the most damaging things that we do to ourselves, particularly as women. I think men do it, but they do it kind of in a different way. So much of theirs is based around their job or supporting their family. You know, they compare themselves to, you know, Johnny Jones, who's already made his first million or something like that. Whereas women, we tend to compare ourselves to Susie, who bakes better cookies and Mary, who has great style, and we don't feel like we measure up to her style, or somebody who's just so intelligent, like, oh, man, I am so dumb. I can never remember all this stuff. So we start that comparison, and usually what happens is we're comparing our not-so-good stuff to somebody else's best. You know, yeah. so we look at somebody, and, and they're <laughs> really, their best thing is and I'll go back to Susie again. <laughs> My favorite example of Susie. Poor Susie. Susie. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, poor Susie. <laughs> but Susie loves to cook and to bake. And this is her passion. And she loves it. And, you know, here I am. And I don't really like to cook. And, you know, I, I can do the basics really well. But I don't make the best. I don't even know how to make a Christmas cookie. So if I start comparing how bad my cookies are compared to Susie's, I am always going to fall short. Because yeah. I'm doing my negative, my not as good of a gift to her passion, you know. So it's not an equal apples to apples that we're doing. So we're always yeah. going to come out short in our own mind. So, you know, the fact that this is prevalent in, especially I, I find in women, because we're 
we compare our bodies and our everything else and all that we do and our whether we're a good mother or not or or a good aunt or however it falls on us what are some of the toxic effects that negative self-talk has on us why why is it something that we might not want to have in our life well i think the first place it takes away our power it keeps us really That's from good. becoming who God created us to be. Because when you're always looking at what you feel is your negative side, that you're not good enough, you don't feel like your gifts are enough. And the, the truth is God gave you particular gifts to use for his glory. And if mm -hmm. we're always listening and comparing ourselves, we will never reach that. We will never reach our dreams, our goals, our success will always be less because we don't believe in ourselves. So I'm all about dreaming. And I know, Lisa, that you know that and, and you are too. Yeah. Um, and having big God-sized dreams. And I really believe the reason most women do not achieve those and don't have that success is because they don't believe they deserve it in the first place. And that's where that negative self-talk comes in and it really damages you. It damages your your own yourself but it damages the relationships that you have with others. It actually shows your children a, a not good pattern. You know, your little girls in particular, you're giving them the example that, you know, as a woman, you're not enough, or as a woman, you don't yeah. measure up. So we're teaching our children by our actions. You may never say the words, but they are watching and they know that. So the more we can get rid of the negative self-talk, and really only compare ourselves to what God says about us. You know, what does yeah. the scripture say? That's the comparison, not to Susie or Mary. Right. And so in a way, we're chiseling away at our self-esteem through oh, the yeah. words that we're using. You know, yeah. I, I believe that the brain works somewhat like a computer. And so every time we let something in like that, and then we adopt it as a behavioral pattern, I believe we're kind of programming our brain as yeah, I think you're right. The more we say those same things over and over to ourselves, you know, and I'll go back to the example of, well, the one that I did for years, I mean, literally 40, 50 years, I said, oh, I just can never remember names. You know, oh, I wish I could remember names better. My husband's really good at it. And I kept saying that. And here I am teaching self-talk, right? And I caught <laughs> myself one day and I said, well, Delinda, no wonder you can't remember names. You keep telling yourself you can't remember them. So I yeah. stopped when I realized I was doing that myself. So now my new self-talk is, oh, I remember people's names because people are important to me. I want to remember who they are and make them feel important. But it is programming. We do have to program and tell the brain what to think. Because if well, you keep telling it negative, it'll keep doing negative. Yeah, so... You gave a great example, and you know, does it does the change happen right at first? I mean, or does... <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll laugh for about another thirty seconds here. <laughs> yeah, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could just say it one time and it was gone? But it doesn't happen that way. But it does happen. It's a journey. It's it takes time. And, and I think it's different for everybody. Sometimes, and it depends on how much you practice it. So when you find that most everybody has at least one negative thing they consistently say to themselves all the time. Again, I say capture that, capture that, 
realize what it is, make the new one, make the other side. Get back to the, you know, I'll go back to what I, the one I just gave you about the not remembering names. I had to complete, and I still have to work on that one because yeah. for 50 years, I said the same thing. So I have to make a new pathway to remember uh-huh. To remember the names. <laughs> so it, it really, it is. Some, some pieces are easier. The ones, when I start beating up on myself, when I catch myself getting ready to go down that road, I can very easily now switch that that self-talk to, you know, if I start feeling bad that I, I'm not as talented as something else, or I'm not as good at something as I want to be. Then I switch that over and say, oh, I am a child of the most high God. I am totally loved, 100%. I am set apart for greatness. He has given me talents. He has set me apart. So I go to what I know the scripture says. And, and those are all scriptures that I just gave you. I just didn't give you the verses, what where they go, the address. But when you, so first of all, decide, do you believe what God says about you? It's pretty simple. That's an easy decision. Now, do you believe it or do you not? And if you don't, then begin that journey of why don't you believe that and, and reach out to someone that maybe can help you with your faith walk. And it is good, you guys, to reach out to other people because we can't be everything. We, we can't know everything, be the best at everything. We are just who we are as God created us to be. So if you decide and can say with 100% inside your heart that you believe what God says, then begin just learning those verses, those those affirmations or declarations about yourself. And when you start going down that hole, that pity party, uh-huh. pull yourself up by the word of God. Pull it out and believe what God says about you. Because once you start that, then his spirit fills you and begins to fill in that emptiness that you feel. That's really good. So basically, if we were to talk about steps that we might take to reprogram this negative self-talk, the first step is becoming aware of it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So let's say I'm telling myself that, oh my goodness, I just keep gaining a pound. I'm really silly because I keep eating cookies and, and everything. So now what do, what would I tell myself to become aware of that talk? What would I say? Okay. First of all, like you said, when you start going down the whole, you know, the, I, I weigh too much, the whole weight issue. This one I'm very familiar with because I've, I've lived with this one also. For yeah. 50 years or something. <laughs> As I know some of you out there may do that too. So it's when you first notice that you can just stop right then and say, you know, and again, I always go back to, I am a child of the most high God. He is greater than me. Like Lord, just help me with well, this issue of food. But you know? what if what if getting rid of that negative self-talk feels like a lie and now we're we're feeling guilty because we're lying to ourselves? How do we get over that? And women are so good at guilt. We are yes. just really the guilt will continue until morale improves, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just do that. Again, if you really believe making the decision in the beginning that you're gonna believe what God says about you. God says, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. So when you can begin to love yourself, who you are today, release what you felt about yourself in the past. Okay, because right now the past is gone. We cannot change it, right? Mm -hmm. But love yourself today as you are. And we have to own our choices. I think that's the other thing. For years, I don't know who I was blaming, but I was blaming somebody else for my food choices. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't know. You know, it wasn't Bill or somebody. I don't, but it wasn't me. I certainly. I blame, I blame the grocery stores where they put it on the shelves. <laughs> How dare I, they put that in front of us, right? Well, yeah. and also, let's be really real here. The society wants you to make bad choices. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I hate to tell you all this. If you don't know, there is an agenda out there that wants you to eat all of these foods that are not good for you. They And they put it in front of you every day. They want you to think that you can look like the model on TV or in the magazine. And if you do this plan or that plan, it's really about them making money. So yeah. release what the world's trying to tell you about yourself and begin to love yourself as you are today. So Although a few years ago, Lisa, I couldn't say this. Right now, I can, in all honesty and being authentic to myself, I can say I am the weight and the health level that I am based on the choices I make every single day. And yeah. so far, the I just it hasn't been worth it to me to give up everything that I love. I mean, you yeah. know, so but this but negative self-talk, if if I'm getting this right, it's not really about what we're doing right, is it? It's about how we talk to ourselves that leads us to d- making better choices. And so, I mean, if, if we accept ourselves as beautiful where we are at, right? And mm-hmm. and where we're telling ourselves that we are a child of God and that we're of worth, I can work on the cookies. I can work on whatever I want to be health-wise. But the negative talk, if I'm understanding you correctly, that's holding us back from even getting away from the cookies and getting away from the things that we do that we might want to improve on that the negativity is is a slippery slope to achieving those goals yes 100% because yes we can i heard a lady this is a, a number probably over 20 years ago and i still remember it was at you know a conference i was and she was one of the speakers and she she gave me some words that that i often tell myself especially when i'm really working on being consistent and eating better and uh-huh. I'll, I'll tell myself you know i only eat foods that are good for me i can i enjoy eating fruits and vegetables that you know i know make me healthier and give me more energy i make better food choices cuz i want to get out and ride my bike with my grandkids So it's like telling, you have to begin to tell yourself, you know, figure out your why. So if if all the reason you want to lose weight, since we're talking about weight and cookies, if your (laughs) only reason is because you want to look sexy and get a man, that might not be the the best reason for doing it. Now, if you're single and unmarried and all that, that might, that probably could be. (laughs) But if you're married and if you're, you know, it's like, what is your reason? Because I think sometimes that's also it. Why do I want to be thinner? You know, why would I like to wear another size? I'm never going to be a size two. I don't even care about that anymore. But I do want to eat better and and have more energy because I do want to ride bikes with my grandkids. I do want to go on family vacation in Colorado. They went to, uh, my daughter and her family went to Colorado with her husband's family and they went hiking and did some amazing things. And I thought to myself, you know, at this health level, I wouldn't be able to go hiking at least for very long. You know, I do pretty good on flat surface. So looking at ourselves (laughs) and yeah, oh, and Daniel, Daniel was good too. Yeah. Uh, So 
it's really, you know, kind of look at yourself and say, okay, why is it that you're, first of all, why are you beating up? When you hear yourself in the closet saying, I'm just so fat, I hate my clothes. You know, if only, you know, if only that when you hear yourself say that phrase, you probably know you're in trouble. Right. You know, if only I weighed 10 pounds or if only I weighed 20 pounds less. Okay, so then what would your life look like? So why is it that you want that? Be- yeah. So that you could have a better social life so you could feel more comfortable to go out with friends, you know, and maybe switching it, shifting your mind a little bit to, you know, the reason that you want is because that's going to make your life better, but love yourself in the meantime. And now that you bring that up, that brings up another question I had, which, and this is difficult question. So take time if you want to, how does self-talk and self-care relate to each other? How, how does self-care and self-talk relate to each other? Oh, I think they relate totally together because until you deserve, okay, you're not going to take care of yourself till you feel you deserve it. And the mm-hmm. reason you don't feel you deserve it is because you keep telling yourself that you don't deserve it. That makes sense? So you're yep. telling yourself, I don't have time for that. You're giving, and as women, one of the wonderful things that how God created us is to be caring, to love and care and be of service to others. That's part of our DNA as women. I I feel like that. I, I can't think of, I don't know if I can think of any woman that I've met that doesn't have a heart for that. Okay. There, there might be, and I just haven't met them. But when we do that, at some point inside us, we believe everybody else deserves us to help them or to serve yeah. them, but we lose it in the middle there somewhere that we don't, that it's not important enough for us to take 15 minutes to go walk around the block. You know, I'm just right. too busy, I'm too busy. Or to not believe that, you know, something, let's say you really love to take bubble baths. Not used to, not so much anymore, but I don't know why, but... <laughs> Whatever that is that you'd like to do, but you're always putting yourself last and it's it's not taking care of yourself because you're telling yourself on one hand, you know, this person over here is more important than you are. So you've got to go do this instead of taking care of yourself. And pretty soon what happens is your cup is empty. If you yeah. don't take care of yourself, your cup is going to be empty and you have nothing to give to others because you cannot exactly. give what you do not have. And that is because you're telling yourself you don't deserve it. So when we go about having positive self-talk, where are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? (laughs) Like I did some of these things and they work. So, I mean, everybody can laugh, but I would sit in front of a mirror and I would say, Jesus Christ loves me. And I would look at myself in the mirror and believe it or not, you know, for many people that can be a difficult thing to say. And so what are some of the places that we can talk to ourselves better and how do we voice that or put it down? Okay, great, great. And I think looking in the mirror and talking to yourself in a positive way, Lisa, is great because there are many women who don't like to look at themselves in the mirror. Even just from the fact of, I'm not even talking about when we get out of the shower. I'm talking about just putting your makeup on. When I used to do Mary Kay, I was just so astounded because every woman had a mirror, right? And she, uh-huh. we were going to go through and they would look at themselves and say such mean things like, oh, I am just so ugly. Look at all these wrinkles. I'm just so ugly. 
And so the first first step is if they're going to go to the mirrors, no no negative talk when you get to the mirror. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Absolutely. No negative talk when you get to the mirror. So um, and then you've got to look at yourself and love yourself. Right. Yep. Yep. And then then what are they going to say to themselves? What again, I'll go back to my favorite. I am a child of the most high God. I am. I like that one too. percent <laughs> loved unconditionally. He created me for greatness. Um, you know, Jeremiah 1 5 says before you were formed in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. That's like one of my favorite verses. So if you ever doubt yourself, the mm-hmm. creator of the universe before you were even formed, he knew you. And before you were born, you were set apart. That's why. Do you believe what scripture says? Do you believe the, what the word of God says? Then believe that. You can look yeah. in the mirror and you can say, I was set apart for greatness. The God of the universe knows me. He knows every hair on my head. He loves every lump and whatever I have. He <laughs> sees me differently. And I, one of my... It happened a number of years ago, which is why I hold the Wild the World conferences, is because a lady was talking to me, and it was on Facebook, whatever, seven, eight, nine years ago, and had asked me something about about women. We were talking in this same kind of subject, and I said to her on a Facebook post, I said, just imagine if every woman could see herself through God's eyes, we would wow the world. So when you look in the mirror. Look at yourself as if through God's eyes. Look at yourself as this perfectly created you. You're not anybody else. And just try to begin to tell yourself those positive things. Maybe you have, in my conferences, I do that. We're all have, okay, we're going to take a minute and you guys have to write down three positive things about yourself. (laughs) Physical characteristics. So maybe, maybe you have great eyes. Maybe that's what everybody tells you. So when you look in the mirror, say, Lord, thank you for my eyes. I do have great eyes. Thank you that I can actually see so well. And I've got good hearing. And you know, I've got pretty darn good hair. Now that's not what I say to myself because I have to really work to get my hair to work. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for all the hair products. But five (laughs) those things, even if it's only three that you can be really grateful for, maybe uh, maybe it is your brain. Maybe you are so smart and you can really understand things better than other people. So that you've noticed and you can say that, Lord, thank you for my brain. Thank you that I really can make those connections. Thank you that I can use my gifts to help other people because, you know, people like me need you. (laughs) So, you know, does, does that help? Yes, definitely. And speaking of conferences, don't you have one that you're planning and doing and you've done these before? Can you give us a few minutes about that conference? And we'll put the information at the end of the uh, podcast and underneath on YouTube and and other areas and comments. So yes, 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 yes. I love that. Thank you for letting me share about that. So Come to Las Vegas. It is called Wow the World. And I just told you where the conference name came from because when God gave me that yeah. <laughs> that idea, it's like, okay, that's the name of, of 
And this is the Wow the World experience. We've gone from conference to an experience <laughs> where we will have great speakers, including Lisa, who will be with us and teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of other ladies that will be there will have live music. It's going to be a way to elevate yourself to another level. So if you need some communication skills, we have one of our speakers, Lynn Franklin, who's going to be talking to us about communication and how to be more persuasive. And that's not a bad thing. You know, being persuasive is learning how to talk to other people so they can understand you. We're going to have networking skills and I'm going to be talking about mindset and abundance and self-talk. That's my favorite subject. So uh, I'll be talking about how to how to work through that even more than what we've done today. So it is February 3rd, 4th and 5th here in Las Vegas. Lisa said she'll put the link, but basically it's wowtheworld2023.com. So you can just go there and find it really easily. And we invite you to come. It'd be great. Yeah. All right. I have one last question for you before we wrap this up. This is probably the hardest question. (laughs) Okay. So drum roll. No, just kidding. How can we handle family and friends who add to our negative self-talk? Assuming that you just can't throw them away, that I'll I'll eliminate that option. Well, sometimes it would be nice to throw them away, right? <laughs> yes. At least, at least they're uh, comments. Control, so. alt, delete. <laughs> exactly. And, and really, yeah. So that's kind of what we have to do with our own self-talk, you know, control, alt, delete, delete, delete. But, you know, that is that is a hard question, Lisa, and it's, but it's very valid because many times the negative self-talk we have has come from other people speaking that into us. And along the way, that's when we began to believe it. So an exercise that I have you that I that I'll have you do and y'all can do this on your own is, you know, make a list of the 10 people that you spend the most time with. That could be at work, at home, wherever that is, the, the top 10 people you spend time with. And when you look at the list, I want you to go through and if that person makes you feel bad about yourself. They say negative things to you or you just, you went to coffee or someplace and you come home and you just wish you'd never gone because you feel empty or you feel just negative inside, okay? Right. Once you put a little negative sign by their name and then sometimes there's those that you, you don't feel better, you don't feel worse, you just fine. It was a nice time, no, no big deal. You put just a little zero because that's kind of the balance. They're just... They're there and you enjoy them, but, you know, you don't feel better or worse. But then there's the people that make you feel great. Every time you're with them, you come back, you've got energy. They breathe belief into you. You talked to, to about each other or not. You know, somehow being with them made you feel better. So my advice is to hang out with the people that have the plus signs. So you do control your time. Okay, we do have control of how we spend our time. And and Lisa's really good at teaching you how to do that. (laughs) But when you see those people, you put a plus by their name and you just make it your point to spend that priority time with them. And then sometimes you do have to spend time because maybe they are in your family. Some of those negative minis, I call them. You just you have to go inside your heart. And maybe that's where you just pray, Lord. We're getting ready to have this gathering with the family and and you know, Lord, that I have trouble. So help me love them better. Help help me not internalize what they tell me because I'm going to believe what you say, Father, 
and not uh-huh. what those other people say. So it's kind of beginning to set ourselves up because it, again, part of the time, I think some of the issues we have is because we just don't pay attention. We don't pay attention to the times we talk negative to ourselves. We don't pay attention no. to the cookie we put in our mouth. <laughs> and, 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 some, and sometimes that negative talk becomes our label too. And so we get used to having that label. And that's that's one of the secretive negative talk, I think, that we accept. And so peeling off those family labels, too, whether it Very be that, that you're lazy or you're the person who always does the gaff or you're not coordinated and repelling those labels is a big one for me. It is. And it it is hard because oftentimes if say right now in your life, or just maybe in the last few years, you began to notice that those things you've lived already, whatever, 30, 40, 50 years, accepting that label, still thinking that's part of who you are when in truth, it's not. So beginning the positive self-talk, beginning the declarations and exercise really good is to just sit down with just yourself okay and <laughs> and allow yourself to just breathe and take a pen and a paper and, and I would say not the computer because there is some power that happens when you write things down and our friend Lynn the neuroscientist and then I'm sure you know this too Lisa there's something that happens in your brain with the neurons going back and forth left and right when you're writing on a piece of paper mm-hmm. so begin to write I'm going to give you two exercises. The first one is, and I'm not going to let you go into very negative, negative. Okay. But I want you to write the, say the top three things that you know, you say bad about yourself. Bad. I don't remember. I'm not smart. And, and, you know, I'm going to, my mother, bless her heart. And she is a smart woman. I'm telling you, my mother has more common sense than half the people I know. She just really does. But she does not believe she's smart. And so sometimes we'll be talking and she'll say, well, I I am not stupid. But she says the I'm not stupid because she really thinks she is. And it sounds weird, but but she does. But she's so like I said, she has so much common sense. So the the three, just make three because you'll probably say, well, I can do 20. No, I don't want to hear 20. Three. (laughs) And then I want you to say what it is that you're telling yourself. And come up with another, turn it positive to yourself. And I'll just tell y'all, if you can't, if you can't think of the positive side, call me or contact me because I don't know why, but God has given me the gift. I can always find the opposite. I can always find the positive, even in something you feel so negative about, because he shows me your greatness. He shows me who you are. So turn your negative statements into a positive or a way to say it differently to uplift yourself. And then the second exercise is I want you to write on that piece of paper we were talking about and just let your mind open and just think of all the things that that are positive about you. It could be, again, your eyes, um, you know, and some of my workshops, I had this guy, she said, I have great legs. Everybody comments on my legs. So good. Let's talk about that. But write down the things that are positive about yourself and then begin to write the things that God says about you. And I'll just say in my book, Fun Fearless uh, Female, How to Step Into Your God-Sized Dreams, we have pages. Lisa was the publisher for this, and, and we put in several pages, just scripture that are yeah. 
positive to believe in yourself and just write. And, and just things. just before we get too much further into that, oh. what was the name of the book again? So they can look it up on Amazon. Okay. How to step into your God-sized dreams. Okay. It's a fun, fearless female series. So you can find it probably both ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in, in the, in the back of that, it's there's scripture all through, but in the back, we collected and put the scriptures there. So you could just go through or go on a Bible hunt. You guys go on a Bible hunt and see what God says, what God says about you. What does scripture say? And if you're living in fear, there are so many. They say there's there's over 365, at least one do not fear scripture per day, okay? <laughs> because once you start writing them down, your mind, you're, you're seeing it, you're touching it as you're writing. It's going into your head. And then when you get this written, I want you to say it to yourself. You know, positive affirmations or declarations are so powerful because yes. when you say it enough, your brain begins to believe you and then it'll start making it happen. I, I don't know why that works. I just know it does. So well, we'll get Lynn on and we'll have a talk about this and the neuroscience side of it. Yes, yes, that would, be, <laughs> that would be great. But, you know, just really believe in who you are. You, whoever's listening to this, you are so special. Your DNA Indeed. is only yours. Nobody has your DNA. You have so much to offer yourself, your family, and the world. So just today, if that's where you need to start, believe in that one thing and decide that you're going to believe what God says about you and not what anybody else says. Yeah, that's terrific. So we've been talking with Delinda Lane, speaker, empowermenter, as you can tell, <laughs> and author. Be sure to look up her book on Amazon. And we really appreciate your time here and sharing with us. For our listeners, please, please take to heart what she said. It doesn't matter if you're uh, female or male and you're listening. Everybody has uh, negative things that they say to themselves and, and we can change our lives just by altering some of this self-talk into more positive and definitely reflect our savior in, in ourselves. Well, folks, it's that time in the show when we count our blessings for being together and thank the Lord for providing us with talent that enlightens the mind and inspires the soul. Till next time, remember that life is an adventure, teeming with majestic mountains of experience waiting to be explored and rivers flowing with wisdom, beckoning us to drink deeply from their cool waters. Thank you for sharing in my adventure today. Stay safe and God bless.